You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Those little feisty Jags went up to Lambeau and made a little made a little noise yesterday with their pads. Came up short, but they still play well. This is Tony Wiggins with your Jacksonville Jaguars report here on Locked On Jaguars. Been covering this team for nine and a half years. And I'll admit when I'm a little bit wrong, right? Just a little bit, not a lot. Just a little bit wrong. Um, I thought yesterday's um, game between the Jaguars and the the Packers was going to be more of a blowout because of the offense uh, of Green Bay and the way that the Jaguars' defense had played. I didn't take into account that the uh, – you know, my own words. Green Bay Packers had played soft pretty much all year – and that's a recipe for disaster when you're playing a, a, any NFL team, especially a, a team of young guys who want to come out and pump, punch you in the mouth. And that's what the Jaguars did yesterday. The defense played really well. It fell short, though, 24-20 to the Green Bay Packers up in Lambeau. And um, you can get this podcast every day here on Locked On Jaguars because it's your team every day, and you can subscribe on Google Podcasts. Look. There was a theme that I had that what the Jaguars would do is, because they were so young, they would be really, really competitive. And that teams would say what Green Bay's coach, Matt LaFleur, said yesterday in his press conference. And that is, is that they the Jaguars played hard. I, I said it in, in earlier podcasts last spring and even in the summer is that what you get is teams would talk about how hard the Jaguars would play, but the Jaguars would fall short because they would be too young and inexperienced to win. I did not think that that's, that's what would happen this week based on what I've seen all year. I can go back and cherry pick my little comments. Uh, and yesterday was a combination of a lot of things that I said about this team that I thought may ha- may happen. But I didn't think this week would be it, man. I really didn't. And a lot of people are attributing this to Green Bay coming out flat. I'm not going to do that. I ain't making no excuses for the Packers. This is where you give Jaguars some credit because – you know, you come out flat, you keep getting punched in the mouth and punched in the mouth and punched in the mouth. Eventually, you wake up, right? And I think Green Bay probably did wake up late, late in the fourth quarter when it looked like the Jaguars were going to try to steal that game from them. But I think it was more to it than that. I think what it is is Green Bay's just really they, – they, they have an elite record, but they're not an elite team. I think they have, obviously, an elite quarterback, an elite wide receiver, an elite running back. And a few players here and there that that are elite. The, the left tackle is pretty good, and he's got a big contract yesterday. But for the most part, man, they're just soft. They're, they're like a soft team, especially um, with the way that they like to design their plays. And and then the other part of it is defensively, in the middle, you got to be physical with them, and that's what the good teams that they play. Every time they lose a game, they lose a game because – and I talk about this on our national show with James Rapine every Wednesday on, on Locked On NFL. They – whenever they play an elite team, they always lose the same way. So the way that you saw the Jaguars play them yesterday 
Whenever they play an elite team, that's how they get beat. But the team that they play, obviously, is better and more experienced than Jacksonville. But Jacksonville didn't even play particularly well in, in certain spots. Jake Luton completed 50% of his passes out of 35 attempts for 169 yards and had a bad interception. James Robinson had over 100 yards receiving. I thought he played pretty well. Um, the special teams played really, really well for the Jaguars. Keelan Cole obviously had the longest punt return in Jaguars history for a touchdown and put the okey-doke in a Watusi on, on, on Jake Scott or wherever that punter is for, for Green Bay. And then my man Cook, the punter, kept punting the ball and making that thing stop dead inside of the 10-yard line for the Packers, giving them a long field in the wind to go against that Jaguars defense. So it was all-around good game for the Jaguars, man. All-around good game. No more victories, but, hey, it is what it is. You can get this every day, like I said, right here on uh, Locked On Jaguars because it's your team every day, and you can subscribe on Google Podcasts. I want to ask a couple of key questions today. One is they may mess around and beat somebody, man. Baltimore isn't playing well. And I know I know Baltimore's still Baltimore, right? Baltimore isn't playing well. We'll see what the Vikings do uh, when they play the Bears tonight. But all of these teams are like one injury away from not really being able to just walk all over a team that, that comes to, to to play every single week. But the Jaguars played spirited yesterday. They played like they were trying to win the game. And honestly, man, to 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 those grown men out there, you know who, who Trevor Lawrence and, and Justin Fields are? They're a couple of 20-year-old college kids. That's the way they feel about those cats. To those grown men that are playing football out there, those are guys that haven't even showed up yet in the league. To us, they're the savior for the future of the franchise. To them, they're, they're a couple of college kids with long hair that haven't stepped one foot in the NFL yet. I ain't thinking about them like that. I'm serious. They're not. And um, most of those guys, you know, they don't even think about rookies, not to mention dudes that are not even in, in, in the pros yet that are still in college. A lot of praise also went out yesterday to a lot of individual players. And rightfully so. The last couple of weeks, I'm going to show you how sometimes that rhetoric, even if it's deserved, can really, really line up with something that the fans don't want. I'm going to give you that in the first and the second segment because I think it's going to have to bleed over. Because by the time I give it to you in the first segment, you know what you're going to do? You're going to want more of it, and I'm going to run out of time. So I'm going to have to bleed that over to the second segment because you ain't going to believe what you hear when we when, when, when I start talking about this. And I ain't going to have enough time in one segment to finish my point. So this is going to bleed over. I'm not trying to tell you to be quiet. I'm not trying to tell you to muzzle yourselves. But I am trying to tell you to prep yourselves for something that's being set up by fans and media, and you don't even realize you're doing it. What is that? Wait for it. Prepare yourself. Put on a neck brace if you have to. Because you ain't going to believe what I'm noticing. It's a trend. And I'll tell you what it is in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. All right, so what is this trend I'm talking about? And what is this thing I'm speaking of? This thing that I was speaking of right before 
a word from our sponsors. I'm going to tell you what this thing is. I've noticed that the Jaguar fan base and, and, and a lot of guys that cover the team and maybe even include myself have resigned themselves to understanding this situation. And that's something that you have to do. You have to understand the, the, the situation. You've resigned yourself to saying, okay, just show me progress, show me entertainment, but don't mess up this where your draft position is, right? And that's that's not tanking because to me, I always told you I don't really understand how you do that. But you can absolutely put your best foot forward knowing that, that you're not good enough to really win the games, but what you're really doing is trying to get you're competing. You're competing to play the absolute best you can because you want guys to really show that they can be a part of the future. You want guys to really show, okay, we got this position covered, we got that, we can grow into something here. But we know we're not really good enough um, to win games. You never know how the ball's going to bounce, just like yesterday. It was. I know you guys were conflicted with how you were watching the game. I actually sat there and said, these these dudes might win this thing. They absolutely might win this thing because of the way, one, the spirited way that they were playing, two, they actually had a good game plan defensively. Devon Hamilton was playing out of his mind yesterday, which led people to think that he's playing better than Derrick Brown. I haven't watched one piece of Derrick Brown tape. Maybe the people that were saying that have. And maybe there's a difference in the expectation since one guy was taken with the sixth or seventh pick and the other guy was taken in the third round. And maybe they're asked to do different things. Maybe Derrick Brown isn't a nose guy. I don't know. I don't I don't have a clue. All I can tell you is Devon Hamilton's played pretty good the last few weeks. He wasn't playing. Nobody on the Jaguars front was playing any good three weeks ago. So I, I don't know how we can make that assessment. I don't even know if it's an apples-to-apples apples comparison. But that's not the point of the conversation. The point is this. We always look at the guy that we're paying attention to, the guy that plays for the team that you cover and goes, he's playing better than the guy we passed up. You know, you could have had both of them, by the way. But that's neither here nor there. Ain't nothing wrong with having two big defensive tackles. But that's okay. You know? But it's that stuff right there. That Check, check that. He's better than Derrick Brown. We got better value in the third round than you did for a guy who went seventh overall. All right, so check that. That this is part of the stuff I'm talking about that that adds to a bigger formula, and I want you to pay attention to it. Jake Luton, good find as a six round pick. I want you to check that too. Keelan Cole, he's been developed. He's earned a contract extension. People said that yesterday. Check that too. Logan Cook, a weapon. I want you to check that too. The defensive backs yesterday. Finding Sidney Jones, they found a corner. Even if he's not a starter, he's a really good corner. And he made another play yesterday. Check that too. Miles Jack. Miles Jack has now started to develop. Check that too. Josh Allen had his best game yesterday. Really, really started to look like the guy that he was supposed to be. Check that too. Great game plan from the defense yesterday. Everybody was competitive. These last couple of weeks have really been entertaining. Check that too. James Robinson. Wow, James Robinson has really, really looked good. I want you to check that too. He's top six running back in the league. He's so good. Everybody keeps saying, James Robinson is so good. I want you to check that too. Do you realize what you're doing? 
you're complimenting Dave Caldwell. I'm telling you, you are. Whether you realize it or not, whether you realize it or not, you are actually giving life and breathing life into the very person that you spent so much time criticizing. Every single time you tweet, every time, and I'm not saying that you need to stop. I'm not saying that you shouldn't open your mouth. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it, but I'm saying that you're doing it whether you realize you're doing it or not. And that's the thing that I don't know if you're noticing. He's not only, not only is this team in position to, to draft a franchise quarterback, but just about all of these picks, all of these guys, and I haven't even mentioned DJ Chalk, and I haven't mentioned LaVisca, who you guys love so much when he's healthy. I haven't, I haven't mentioned all a, a lot of these other things. The, Costin and these guys that I haven't mentioned all, I haven't mentioned any of that stuff. How C.J. Henderson stepped up and played well yesterday and was smacking people around. Nope. Haven't mentioned anything. Haven't mentioned how Jared Wilson has developed. And PFF had him ranked as one of the six best free safeties in the league. Mm. None of it. Because all I hear, I keep seeing all the praise for all the young players. And I keep seeing all the praise, all the praise, all the praise. Hey, keep entertaining us, but don't mess this up. Yeah, man, he's good. This guy's good. This guy's good. This guy's good. And what you've done, whether you realize it or not, is you're praising the very person that you blame for putting this team in a bad situation in the first place. You're basically saying that Dave Caldwell made a bunch of great draft picks. Yep, that's what you're doing. And what else are, 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 is going on? I'm going to tell you what's going on. Who do you think came up with the idea? And I don't know this for a fact, but I'm asking this question to set this up for something in our third and final segment. Who do you think came up with the idea that maybe when they went in to try to save their job and Shah Khan says, if I'm going to retain you and you, through 2021, and that's when their contract, you and you being Dave and Doug, if I'm going to save you and you, no matter how much they sit around here and talk about, if we don't do well this year, we know we're both out of here. As much as they say that, how do you believe that when they went and sat down with Shad Khan and he said, what's the plan? How do you think that conversation went? I can tell you how I think the conversation went. I can tell you how I think the conversation went is because of what they did. They went young. They went young. They they traded away veterans. They they had already gotten rid of a bunch of veterans. They had no salary cap money. Do you honestly think they went in there and told him, well, we're going to go out and sign a bunch of free agents and, and we're going to go out here? No. They told him exactly what they were going to do. We're going young. Let's reboot everything, get as much draft capital as we can for the next two years. And in 2021, we're going to have a very uh, good salary cap situation. And nine times out of ten, because we're so young, we're going to have a very high draft pick. And there's a bunch of quarterbacks in that next draft. 
this has gone exactly the way they told him between the 19 and 20 season. This is exactly how they told him. Trust me, the conversation that they had when they went in to save their job, this is exactly what they told him was going to happen. Why would they tell him something else and then go out and do what they've done? They have done exactly. That's why they haven't gotten fired. Don't y'all see that? This has gone exactly. They have done exactly what they told him. This is this. This has not surprised him. This is why he, this is why they're not gone. And now. With a spirited effort, the last two weeks. The evidence. And now the fans aren't even angry anymore. Now the fans are saying almost, almost, and, and don't, 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 don't think for one minute that they don't pay attention to social media. I don't think social media helps them make decisions. Oh, but they check the temperature. What do the fans think? Is there a lot of acrimony or is there a lot of apathy? Are they, are they disgusted or what? No, every time, especially certain people, look, yeah, they're start, the fans get it now. They see what we're doing. They want to be entertained, but they want to. They know we're going to get a top two pick. They know if we get Fields or Lawrence, they're going to buy season tickets next year. And they believe in James Robinson. They believe in Devon Hamilton. They believe in CJ a little bit. They believe in Keelan Cole. They believe in DJ Chart. They believe in Jawan Taylor. They know we got good backups. They understand the plan. They understand the draft choices. They understand the compensation. They're glad Jalen's gone. They're glad Jan's gone. They buy the fact that we got rid of those babies. Because you know why? Look what they said on Twitter. You see it? They think all of those guys are good. Now they want Dave and Doug gone, but they like everything Dave and Doug did because they understand it. You know why they understand it? Because they rationalize it. Because they rationalize it. Because everything that we wanted to do, hear the fans right here saying every single week how good the players are that we picked. There they are right there. And if you and if anybody says anything negative about any of these guys, guess what? Those fans jump on them all day. So they might be mad for a week or two if you guys are retained, but they'll get over it because we're going to spend all this money in free agency and they know we got a top two pick and we're going to get one of those guys and all of that anger will go away and they're going to go buy those tickets anyway. I told you to put that neck brace on because that's what's coming. And y'all thought I was playing. Don't blame yourself, but I'm telling you, it's set up that way. Every single time you compliment one of those players or two or three of those players or buy into the understanding of the plan or say you get it or you feel it or say, hey, don't win. We need a total reboot. When you say we need a total reboot, and you're probably right, and I agree with you 100%. I'm telling you, I feel you. I'm not saying shut up. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying muzzle yourself. What I'm telling you is this. Somebody in that building says you're exactly right, and that's exactly what we're doing, and that's exactly why we're doing it. And you might not like me, but damn it, you are 100% correct. We, this is, we just couldn't say it. But we do need a reboot. You probably think the reboot includes booting my ass out of here too. But no, we do need a reboot. I just thought it 13 months ago, but I just couldn't tell you that.
Stick around. I got a little bit more of this on Locked On Jaguars. Hey, man, I'll tell you what else I got a lot of. I got a lot of Built Bar in my cabinet. That's right. Built Bar is an amazing, amazing product. It is the best tasting protein bar on the market, and you have access. That's right. They have 18 amazing flavors. They have the 12 original flavors, and then they got six new flavors in caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp man isn't that doesn't that sound great i'm telling you man you can lose and maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat and the word delicious is is an understatement i'm telling you they are loaded with protein they're very low calorie the texture is very very good and that bite is really really important to me too because texture uh and the palate man your palate is going to be it's like a vacation man when you when you eat one of these things man it is it is great and you can get it by going to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off of your next order that's right use the promo code locked on and get 20% off of your next order at builtbar.com and I double dog dare you to post a picture of them online on Twitter and you better not live close to me because I'm going to knock on your door and I'm going to come sneak some of them out of there. So it's BuiltBar.com with a promo code locked on. All right, man. So, uh, you know, I'm laying it out there for you. I just noticed that this trend, this trend, this understanding of, this understanding of the plan, you know, there's a lot of understanding going on. You know what I mean? There's a lot of understanding of, of the plan and a lot of understanding and a lot of agreement of of what of what the organization is trying to do. A lot of and this, this isn't a word, this isn't a really a phrase, but there's a lot of same pageness happening here. And and a lot of and a lot of standing in agreement, you know, and a lot of one accord thinking amongst every everyone. And the sadness and and the and the pain and and all the anger is is kind of subsided because everyone has resigned themselves to understanding what the mission is here, right? It's almost as, as if everyone's on the same page, you know, and uh, they're showing improvement as a football team and they're flying around and they're hitting people yesterday and it was snap, crackle, pop yesterday and the Jaguars were the most physical team. Now and, and granted. You guys need to feel good. You know, you guys need to see that. You guys need to, you guys need to see your team making plays. I think it's really, really important. And and good on them too, by the way. Let me say this: good on them because you know these guys are professional athletes, and anybody who's played sports, you know, even just competing, you, you want to compete. You get sick of people talking about. I was did podcasts all last week where I was joking how they were gonna get their socks blown off and doing crossovers with people and doing national shows, talking about how bad they are. And, you know, good on them that I was wrong. Good on them that I was wrong. It's good for competition. It's good for uh, – good to say that's why the games are played, you know, shut up, T-Wig, all of that stuff. Right. Good, good. Um, but I just happened to notice something. And when you notice something, you notice something, Right. It's kind of like the winds of change. Like even though the record is what it is, it's one and eight. It's like the second worst record in the league, and it's like they're at the bottom, but they're not at the bottom. You know, it's like it's like being at rock bottom, being at the bottom of the pool, or being at the bottom of the ocean, but you got a scuba diving tank on. It's like you're not dying. You're in the water, but you're not drowning. And 
you know, it, that's that's the perfect scenario. It's like you're in the water, but you got a scuba tank on. And you're giving a thumbs up sign. It's like, I'm all right. So it's not really rock bottom. And, you know, it, it's like you got a survival kit. You're good. You're good. You're not really suffering. It's not as if, you know, this, okay, yeah, you're suffering. Your horrible team in your stadium's empty. All the stadiums are empty. Nobody's going to any games. You see what I'm saying? So, so it's like it's like rock bottom, but not really. It's like rock bottom, but not really rock bottom, because you got a survival kit. Rock bottom would be like if coronavirus didn't exist, and there were thirty thousand people in the stands. Yeah, well, there's fifteen thousand people in the stands right now, but there's fifteen thousand people. You know, some stadiums don't have anyone in there because of uh, COVID nineteen. So it's kind of, it's been a bad thing, but it's kind of taken a sting off of what would be a bad situation for for a one and nine or a one and eighteen or a team that might go one and fifteen. So they haven't really they they haven't really the thing that would really really make Shaq Khan feel how bad it could be for for Dave and Doug hasn't really existed. Because everyone suffered league-wide. It, it, it sucked for everybody. Businesses are, are, people have lost their businesses and bars are not doing well. And It's been a weird year for everybody. Folks have lost their lives and people have lost friends. And so, it, you know, it's, it's not really like, you know, it, it, it hasn't hit him as bad. You know, it, it hasn't really sunk in because there's been other things that have gone on. Because of that and because of the situation I described in the previous segment, I don't think I don't think the Jaguar fan base realizes this ain't this ain't the kill shot that folks might think it is. And folks sitting there thinking that they're gonna hire a new coach and a GM, they might be dead wrong. I might be wrong. We all might be wrong. It's starting to feel like we're all wrong. It's starting to feel like Dave and Doug are like Teflon. Think about it. Give it some thought. Let me know. Give me some feedback. On Twitter, hit me up, man, on social media, and let me know what you think, man. But you can get this every day here because it's your team every day on Locked On Jaguars. You can subscribe on Google Podcasts. Follow along on Spotify. Hey, man, let me know what you think. You guys continue to take care of each other. I'll be back here same time, same place tomorrow. Take care.